0: It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. When Chester A. Riley and his friend and co-worker Jim Gillis start bragging about their respective sons, Junior and Egbert, the superlatives fly thick and fast. At the moment, Gillis and Riley are walking home from work.
1: All I say, Riley, is is did you ever stop to ask yourself what kind of a boy your junior is? My junior? Well, he's a boyish type boy. Believe he's... me, Riley, your juniors are nothing. But look at my Egbert. Look at my Egbert. Look at my Egbert.
2: Well, I've looked at your Egbert, and you've got my deepest sympathy.
3: <laughs>
1: Calm down, Riley. Why should we lose your temper?
2: Well, you're always slighting my junior, and it hurts.
1: All I mean is, if you want your boy to amount to something, you got to watch him when he's young. Find out what's his talent and nourish him.
2: Why?
3: Why?
1: A delicate flower won't grow unless it's fertilized. Well, my egg boy is a flower, and I'm his fertilizer. (laughs)
3: Well,
1: my junior's got talent, plenty of talent. Oh, yeah? What?
2: Well, uh... Uh, he Last summer at the beach, he swam underwater for five minutes without coming up for air. That's a talent. Oh, sure, sure. That's a fine talent.
1: If you want him to grow up to be a barracuda. <laughs> I'm talking a talent for a career. Oh. Here, here, look at this. Sure. It's a copy of what they're going to say about my egg bait in the class yearbook.
2: What yearbook? Didn't your junior show you his? Well, I can guess why. Yeah, well, well, well he, he'll show it to me. He probably didn't get this month's
1: yearbook. I mean, I guess he forgot. He... Here, take a look. Egg Gillis. Activities, president of the chemistry club. Best subject, chemistry. Prizes, aluminum metal for chemistry. Hobby, chemistry. And guess what it says on the future profession? Streetcar conductor?
3: Streetcar. <laughs>
1: Chemical engineer. Oh. Sure. Chemical engineer. Why, one of these days, Egg Gillis will be working for the DuPont Corporation. Oh. And who knows? he may marry one of the DuPont girls. Uh, How will I be a proud father when I look up who's who and see my son's name, Egbert DuPont?
3: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah?
2: Well, i seen my junior swim underwater for eight minutes. He almost drowned it.
1: Face the facts, Riley. Without talent, your son ain't gonna have no future. Boy, will you sound like a dope at the father and son dinner next Monday? Well, what, what father and son dinner? Don't your kid tell you nothing? The class is giving a banquet for the boys and their fathers only. But mothers can come too. And every father is going to talk about his kid's future profession. What are you going to say, Riley? What's your boy's future going to be?
2: I'll think of something. Don't, don't worry about me. I'll say that my boy has a future if it takes me a hundred years. <laughs>
4: Junior, Junior, did you find that yearbook? Yeah, Pop, I just found it. Oh, Riley, I don't understand you. For months, you don't show the slightest interest in junior school. And then all of a sudden, Look, you get the... This... Look,
2: you want our boy to have a future, don't you? Well, I want to see his future on paper.
4: Here's the proof, Pop. It was in my briefcase.
5: Oh, let's
2: see that. Oh, here we are. Chester A. Riley, Jr. Activities, substitute cheerleader. <laughs> cheerleader. For this, I spent $50 to take out your tonsils.
5: Gee whiz, Pop. What's All
2: right, we let that pass. Let's see what it says about your future profession. Uh, Oh, here it is. Future profession. A question mark. (laughs) Well, I don't know. What do you mean, you don't know? Oh,
4: be reasonable, Riley. It just means Junior hasn't made up his mind yet.
2: Yeah, well, it's time he did. After all, he's 13, and all he's got on his mind are movies, movies, movies.
4: And when you were
2: 13, what did you have on your mind? Why, when I was 13, I... I... Uh, okay, Peg, I admit I was kind of wild when I was 13. and You were right not to elope with me. But now, 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 tell me, Junior, what do you think you'd like to be,
5: huh? Well, gosh, I, I don't know. Well,
2: but there must be some kind of work you'd like to do.
5: Oh, well... Yeah. Well, I wouldn't mind a job like yours, I guess. No, well, that's fine. That—that's just dandy. I—I I
2: can just hear the horse laugh. I'll get at the school dinner when I get up and say my son wants to be just like me. <laughs> Junior, think. There must be something you feel you'd like to be.
5: I told you yesterday, Pop. I I just don't know. But
2: you've got to know. What am I going to say at the dinner when they get... Oh, what's the use?
4: Junior, dear, why didn't you tell us about this dinner? You forgot, was that it? Yeah, I... No,
5: I just didn't think you'd want to go.
2: Well, why shouldn't I want to go? I'm your father,
4: ain't I? You certainly are, dear. Thanks for backing
5: me up, Peg. (laughs) Now, look, son. Excuse me, Pop. I got to wash up
3: for something. Yeah, but I want
2: to... Oh, Peg, we might as well face it. Our boy is a failure. It takes some men 50 years to become a failure. Junior did it in 13.
3: (laughs)
4: Now, it isn't that serious. He's still a baby. He's got plenty of time to decide later on when he's in college.
2: It's too late, then. He's got to have talent now. If I only knew what it was, I could build it up. Now, 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 now if he wanted to be, let, let's say, a, an artist, I'd, I'd give him paints to play around with. Or, or if he wanted to be a writer, I'd give him pencils and paper. Or if he wanted to be a banker, I'd give him... I don't want him to be a banker. I...
4: <laughs> He'll decide when the time comes.
2: You know, Peg, talent runs in families. Maybe Junior... Let's see now, uh... Whoever amounted to anything on my side of the family? Anyway. Well, let's look at your side of the family.
4: What? Well, my father had a second cousin who was a great surgeon. No kidding? Yes, Ezra Barker. He was very famous.
2: Hey, maybe Junior takes after him. Oh,
4: don't be silly. Well, why
2: not? Surgery, that could be his talent. Only it's hidden. But I'll find out if it's there.
4: Well, what are you going to do? Let Junior take out your appendix? Oh,
2: please. Now, don't be ridiculous. You know I had my appendix out a year ago. But you've still got yours.
3: Riley. <laughs> well,
2: I, 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 I mean, I'll think of something. Don't worry. I'll think of something.
5: Oh, this soup was delicious. Nice and tender. Uh, please pass the olives, Pop. Yeah, here, son.
3: Well, here
4: we are. Oh,
5: roast chicken, my favorite dish.
4: Here, you carve, Riley. Yeah, it'll
5: be a pleasure. Here's a carving knife, Pop. Thanks, son. I,
2: uh...
5: Wait a minute. Uh, What's the matter? Why are you staring at me, Pop? Peg, look.
2: Look at Junior's fingers.
4: I washed them.
2: No. No, I mean, they're so long and slender and delicate.
4: Oh, go on and carve, Riley.
2: No. Junior, you carve. Me?
4: Now,
5: Riley! No, Peg,
2: I know what I'm doing. Go on, Doctor. Uh, <laughs> uh, Junior.
5: Oh, okay. Now, I always wanted a car. You did? You see, Peg, I was right. Go ahead, grab that scalpel and start operating, Doc. <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: Okay, nurse. What'll you have, Mom?
4: Oh, I'd like the leg, dear.
5: I'll have a wing.
4: Take some white meat for yourself, Junior. Yeah, okay. Well, here goes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, this chicken's tough. Why, uh. it is not. It's like butter. Yeah, well, well,
2: Junior, don't tear the leg off like that. If that was a human being on that platter, he'd resent it. I, I guess I'm not very good at this. No, no, no. Don't say that, Doc. You're good. You're good. Here's yours, Mom. Thanks,
4: dear. And, and, dear.
5: Here, Pop. Here's the wing. The wing?
2: You call this the wing?
5: Why, this is the...
2: Fine surgeon you turned out to be... <laughs> Some surgeon, the way he was tearing at that poor chicken. Oh, forget
4: it, will you? That's all you've been harping about for the last hour.
2: I can't forget it. A father's got a duty to his kid. Junior's going to amount to something if I... Where is he, anyway? Oh,
4: now, leave him alone. He's in his room reading. Reading? Oh, that. Well, he's got some new book about big game hunting in Africa.
2: No kidding. He's interested in that?
4: (laughs) I guess so. He's had his nose stuck in that book for a week.
2: Well, that's it. A big game hunter. That's what he'll be.
4: Oh, for heaven's sake. That's even better than being a doctor. He'll
5: bring him back alive.
3: <laughs> there's a fortune in it.
5: Oh, stop dreaming. Another Frank Buck. That's a real
2: profession. Just think, Peggy. He'll go all over the world stalking elephants, trapping lions, shooting tigers. You know, that takes guts. It takes real courage. Oh, Bob, a, 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 junior. Junior, yeah. what's the matter? Oh, Junior. Junior, why are you standing on a bureau?
3: There's a mouse in my room.
2: (laughs) What a revolting development this
1: is. Well, Ronnie, did you figure out what you're going to say at the father and son dinner? Well, I, uh, I I,
2: I ain't sure I'm going, Gillis. Something came up and I... I, Oh, I, I
1: see. Too bad, pal. Well, yeah. well, I got my speech all wrote, and afterwards my eggbite is going to perform one of his chemical experiments. Okay, Gillis, okay. Yes, sir, right. right in front of all them people. Eggbite will take a test tube, a couple of chemicals, figure out a secret formula, and invent iodine. <laughs> or maybe bicarbonate of soda.
2: Yeah, I, I guess you were right, Gillis. Junior's got no ambition. He don't show no interest in anything.
1: So what? I wouldn't worry about it. But just to be on the safe side, I'd have the kid's head examined. What?
2: Are you hinting to something wrong with my junior?
1: Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. But, you know, kids his age get these here, uh, complexes. What I meant was maybe you ought to have him psycho, uh, b- analyzed. You know, like in the movies, Gregory Peck lays down on the couch and Ingrid Bergman finds out what's going on in his noodle. <laughs> That's enough, Gillis.
2: I ain't gonna stand here and let you insult my junior. Okay, you okay? Okay,
1: just giving you a friend.
2: There's call. nothing wrong with my junior. He's just as normal as I am. I'd better have that kid psychoalkalized.
3: <laughs>
4: oh, Riley, I'm going over to Mrs. Benny's for a minute. Will you, Riley? What on earth are you doing?
2: I'm reading. Well, what's the matter? Didn't you ever see a guy read a book before?
4: Well, yes, but you haven't touched a book since last summer when you wanted to press that flower. Well, what book is it? Oh, it's just something I picked up in the library. Well, let me see. Oh, don't peg you. Oh, An Introduction to Psychoanalysis by Dr. Sigmund Freud. What do you want with that?
2: Nothing special. I'm just in the mood for a little light reading. That's all.
4: (laughs) Right, dear, you go right on with your reading. I'll wake you up when I get back.
2: Bye. Uh, where was I?
3: Oh, here.
2: Uh, case Y. Patient was fourteen-year-old boy suffering from complex neuroses during adolescence. Well, Junior's almost fourteen. Let's see now. Chief symptoms: indecision, vaccination, uh, vacillation, sense of inferiority, lack of interest. Oh, that's Junior's case exactly. Analysis revealed basic cause to be an octopus complex and a deep-rooted hatred of his father. Oh no, he hates me. He hates me. How could he hate me when I'm so lovable? (laughs) However, complete cure was effected by inducing patients to talk freely and frankly admit this father hatred. Once this mental block was removed, Patient became normal and adjusted, and today is outstanding attorney. Imagine that. Just because the kid admitted he hated his father.
0: Junior, come in here.
5: Did you call me, Pop? Yes,
2: I did. Junior, lay down. What? I said lay down over there on the couch. Oh,
5: but I'm not tired. Do as I
2: say, lay down. Remember, I'm your father.
5: Okay, I'll lie down.
2: Now, now tell me, son, who's your father? My what? Don't get up. Lay there. Now, come on, who's your father?
5: Well, you are.
2: Uh-huh. Now we're getting somewhere.
5: Now, uh
2: how do you feel about me, son?
5: How do I feel? Yeah, you hate
2: me, don't you?
5: Who, me? Oh, of course not.
2: Come on, come on, admit it. Say you hate me.
5: But I don't hate you. Now,
2: don't be stubborn, Junior. Before I'm through with you, you'll hate me. Let
5: me up, will you, Pop? You're sitting
2: on me. No, I ain't getting off you till you're cured. Now, come on, talk freely. Admit you hate me and you'll make me the happiest man in the world. But I don't hate you, Pop. I love you. You don't love me. You hate me. Oh
4: my goodness, what's all the shouting about?
2: Oh, Peg, we might as well
5: face it. Junior loves me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hopeless case.
0: We'll hear the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. See, Ken.
4: From Maine to California, the family choice is Prell. Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube.
0: Of course, Prell's a family favorite for two reasons.
4: First, Prell leaves hair far more radiant than old-fashioned soap or soap shampoo because Prell can't leave a dulling soap film.
0: Second, Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. In case after case, even stubborn dandruff was controlled by only two shampoos a week.
4: And how the family loved that handy Prell tube. No messy jars, no slippery bottles. Prell's easy to use.
0: Economical too. A little makes mountains of lathers. So for hair radiantly clean, radiantly soft and smooth, ask for... P-R-E-L-L
4: Pearl Shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is in sight Comes in a tube,
3: handy too P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo
0: By Pearl And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley Hello,
2: Pearl.
4: Dear, you're home
2: early. Well, tonight's the school bank. What, I got to straighten some things out. Where's Junior?
4: He's in his room. Now, you leave Junior alone, Dr. Freud. He's my boy, too, and I'm not worried about his future.
2: Yeah, but what'll I say at that dinner tonight,
4: What you always say at dinner. More meat, please.
2: (laughs) But the speech. All the other fathers will make a speech, and I'll be speechless.
4: Oh, so what? Now, go on, get dressed. It's late. I ain't going. You're not going. No. All right, then don't go. I'll go alone with Junior. Oh, say, Mom, can you let me have two
5: spools of thread and a needle and your scissors?
4: Well, it's in my sewing basket in my room, dear. What do you want it for?
5: Well, I got an idea to make something. Uh, Some son I got. Instead
2: of taking chemicals and inventing something, he plays around with needles and thread. Guess we're raising a tailor. (laughs) Some profession. Well, what's
4: wrong with being a tailor?
2: Why, hey. Hey, that's right. There's nothing wrong with it. Only not a tailor, a dress designer. Maybe that's his talent. Oh, now don't. Hank, I in got a feeling this is it. A dress designer. Oh. Why well, there's a fortune in it. He'll have a saloon in Paris and a saloon in New the... York.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's salon. And
2: just think, when all them young society debutantes come out, they'll come out of his dresses.
3: <laughs> oh, he'll be famous.
2: What a thrill when you and me go to Paris and we look up. When we see the big sign with his name,
4: our son, Madam Junior Riley.
3: <laughs> come down to
4: earth, will you? Just because he asked for a needle and thread doesn't mean... No,
2: this is- time I got a hunch. Come on, let's go see what our little genius is creating. Huh? Riley,
4: I- I've got to finish... No, come on, myself.
2: this is more important. To... Oh, Hey, Madam Junior. Wha- huh? Uh, show your mother and me your creation. M- my
5: what? What you made
2: with the needle and thread?
5: Oh, no, Now, I...
2: come on, don't be so modest, show us. Okay, look. Peg, isn't that the most... Is that what you made?
4: What on earth is it?
2: It's a yo-yo.
4: <laughs> Our
2: little genius made a yo-yo. <laughs> fine son I got. I depend on him and he lets me down. Well, I learned my lesson. This is the last time anybody will ever let me down.
6: I wouldn't be too sure of that. Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker.
3: (laughs) Going my
6: way? Why, I
2: don't know where you're going, Digger.
6: Into the school there, to the father and son dinner. I'm going to deliver a little eulogy about my son. Marblestone. <laughs> He's already inside, waiting for the services to begin.
2: Well, uh, you, you've got a fine boy there, Digger. Oh, he
6: adores me. He worships the very ground I work in.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, well, tell me, Digger, have you found out what his profession is going to be?
6: Ah, yes. I've known ever since he was three years old. One day at the beach, he buried me in the sand. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, but that don't prove nothing, he? buried
6: he? me six feet deep. That's good enough for me.
2: Well, I don't know what's the matter with my junior. He never, never buried me. He's got no interest. Not even a hobby.
6: Oh, everyone should have a hobby. Now, me, I'm an animal man myself. Huh? I love to watch the gophers making their little mounds. Beautiful technique. I love to watch a turtle when it's flat on its back. But best of all, I love to sit near a lily pond and watch the frogs croak. (laughs) But come, Riley, we'll be late for the festivities. No, I I ain't going in. Peg's going with Junior,
2: but I ain't going. I ain't got nothing to say. Riley,
6: I despise cowards. Digger,
2: you really think I ought to go?
6: When Odell says you've got to go, you go. (laughs) Okay. In that case, we'd better be shoveling off.
0: (laughs) And, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought. My 30 years as a teacher and principal have convinced me of the truth of the old saying the boy is father to the man.
3: Oh, the
4: principal's a wonderful speaker, isn't he, Junior? Yeah, he's okay
0: for a principal. Hello, Peg.
4: Riley! I'm so glad you came, dear. Hiya, Pop. Here's a chair. Sit down. Yeah.
0: And uh, now we're going to hear from another proud father, Mr. James Madison Gillard.
1: Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, uh,
2: I, I hope they won't ask me to speak. Don't worry, they, they won't ask me. you unless you tell him you want to speak. Uh, well, I'm not going
1: to. Mr. Principal, fellow fathers and mothers, I'm sure we all enjoyed the cute little talk the principal just gave us. But now we come to something interesting. Now, I ain't the kind of a father that likes to boast about his kid. I believe that actions speak louder than words. So now, my son Eggbite is going to perform a very unusual chemical experiment right before your eyes. Eggbite? Yes, Papa? <laughs> what are you going to invent, son, with your chemical set? Well,
5: I think I'll make some N-A-C-L. You hear that,
1: folks? He's going to make knuckle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Junior, why couldn't you have a knack for making knuckle?
5: Well, N-A-C-L is just sodium chloride table salt. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, go
1: ahead, Edmund. The floor is yours. Oh, well, I'm not quite ready yet, Papa. Oh. Well, while we wait, then, we can kill a little time by hearing from one of the other farmers. Eh, uh, eh, uh, oh, oh. How's about my good friend, Riley? No, 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 no. Tell her, how you, no. I can't. Tell us about
2: your junior's future. No, no, I, I can't. It's a secret. Go on,
4: Riley. Say something. Everybody's staring. Well, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh,
2: Mr. Principal, uh, fellow fathers and fellow mothers.
3: <laughs> well,
2: uh, for a long time now, I've been studying my boy, Junior. First, I thought Junior was going to be a... And then it turned out that he wasn't going to be that, and instead we thought he had talent for uh, uh but we found out he really didn't have talent for uh, so we uh, ladies and gentlemen i give you my wife's son
5: junior oh pop i don't want to talk you got it you want me to be disgraced
1: papa i'm ready now oh egg white's ready now okay righty sit
2: down okay
5: go ahead White, my dear boy in this here test tube here I have some hydrochloric acid here. You hear that,
1: folks? Hydrochloric acid. Go ahead,
5: darling. Now, I take this Bunsen burner here and heat the contents of this test tube here. Observe how it burns with the... <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh,
1: happened? it exploded. Egway!
3: Egway, hey, let me look at you.
1: Oh. Egway, darling, what happened to your eyebrows? All right, Jenny. he lost his eyebrows.
5: Papa, my hand got burned. Oh, my hand. Is there a doctor in the house? Get a doctor, quick! Well, he'll be all right, Mr. Gillis. I know what to do. Hey, where's the tannic acid? Oh, here. Now, hold out your hand, Egbert. There, there, there. Now, you'll be all right in a minute. Oh, that feels good, Junior. Here, here, stand aside. I'm a doctor. Let me see that hand. I put tannic acid on it, doctor.
6: Oh, good. Exactly what I would have done. That was quick thinking, son. You'll make a fine doctor someday.
5: Peg, he'll make a doctor.
6: I'm going to sue the Board of Education for this.
5: But I'm all right now, Papa.
6: Oh, no, you're
1: not all right. I'm going to sue. There must have been something wrong with that Bunsen burner. I'll sue.
5: That's what I'll do. Well, you can't sue, Mr. Gillis. It was Egbert's own Bunsen burner.
0: The school's not responsible. Yeah, the boy's right, Mr. Gillis. You have no case here.
1: Oh, yeah? What do you know
0: about it? Well, aside from being the principal, I also happen to be a lawyer.
1: A lawyer? Well, we'll see about that. I'm taking this case to court. I'll bet you you
5: lose, Mr. Gillis. I'll bet you five to one. Five to one? Peg, Peg. Well, what's the matter?
2: Now I know what Junior's gonna be.
5: Hey, everybody,
2: listen. I know what my Junior's gonna be. He's gonna be a doctor, a lawyer,
1: and a bookmaker. (laughs) The
0: Rileys will be back in just a moment. For radiant hair, it's Prell, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in a handy tube. Miss Margaret McLean of New York City says...
4: Since I use Prell, my boyfriend says he's never seen my hair so attractive. And it's true. Prell leaves my hair sparkling with radiance. Soft and smooth, easy to care for.
0: Yes, one trial and you'll agree. Prell's amazing for two reasons. One, Prell removes unsightly dandruff quickly. Two, Prell leaves hair radiantly beautiful. You'll sing about
3: P-R-E-L-L
4: Pearl Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo.
2: Oh, I was... I'm proud of the way Junior came through tonight. Junior's going to have a great future. Of course he is. Yeah, Junior's okay. You see, we'll be proud of that boy. I'll bet you in ten years he'll be so rich he won't even talk to us. Oh, we'll be proud of that boy. (laughs) This is Riley, alias William Bendix. Give gladly. Red Cross serves you. In the past year, nearly 400,000 persons were given disaster rehabilitation aid in 46 states, the District of Columbia, and Alaska. Red Cross serves you with emergency relief when disaster strikes. Put Red Cross in your budget. Give gladly to the 1948 fund drive. Good
0: night, folks. And Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Shipp. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow, Digger Odell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. Wonderful ivory snow, just the beauty bath to keep your lovely blouses, lingerie, and nylons new-looking longer. And your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps nice things lovely longer. Prove it. This week, wash dishes with ivory snow. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll know it's extra kind to your fine fabrics. There's no other soap like it. Ivory snow is the only soap, both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. Make studs instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. Ivory snow is so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and lovely blouses, sweaters, and lingerie.
1: Oh, wonderful Ivory snow.
0: S-N-O-W. This is Ken Niles reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P R E L L, Prell shampoo. Listen again next week when Prell brings you the life of Riley. And now, stay tuned for Truth or Consequences. Good night. Good night.